Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. Here we are again. What are you going to regale us with? Well, I'm going to regale you with the story of the San Francisco police who recently stopped a car that was going along at night without headlights switched on. Mm -hmm. Um, They sort of pulled up behind it, got out to have a look. And said, what's going on here then? There was no driver. What? That's very odd. (laughs) And they were sort of peering in through the window when the car suddenly zoomed away, uh, stopped the other side of the intersection, had to go chasing after it to make sure there wasn't a driver. But um, it's an autonomous car, of course. A company called Cruise, who were... Testing it out, and I've forgotten to tell the police that they were doing so. Um, which shouldn't the headlights have been on anyway? Presumably, whether it's autonomous or not at night, yes. not having the headlights on must presumably be some form of minor offence, isn't it? Well, it is, but who do you charge? Well, that's Usually what I, the driver. That yes. was going to be my next yes. But yes. Do, yes. So, who do you charge? What does happen if uh, autonomous cars do things they're not supposed to? I suppose you charge the manufacturers eventually, but for all cars these days, the headlights come on automatically when it gets dark. So I think it's very odd that this one didn't, unless they applied autonomous driving to a rather older car, which again seems unlikely as well, isn't it? Headlights, you see, I've got a very old car. I didn't realise headlights come on automatically. Oh, headlights come on automatically, windscreen wipers come on automatically. Well, it's not very good if you're a spy and you're trying to follow somebody. And you're trying no. to be surreptitious. No. Well, you can turn them off, of course. Oh, OK. I think spies probably have a, a special button to do just that. Oh, the, yeah. Well, next to the one with the ejector seat. Exactly. Yes. OK. Exactly. All right. Well, I'm glad we sorted that out. That's good. So carbon dioxide. Bad stuff. I think everyone agrees, except when you actually well, need we it. sort of actually need it, yes, yeah, to live. Fertiliser and stuff. Yes. Out of. Yes. Uh, uh, but uh, carbon dioxide is the is the the, the the thing that is sort of polluting the planet, destroying. Yes, the but hang on. But didn't you tell us last week or the week before that somebody developed a, some sort of gizmo that actually used carbon dioxide to send you to sleep, or was that carbon yes. monoxide? I that was that. carbon dioxide, indeed. Okay. Very very dangerous. Um, and uh, Rice University in the United States have come up with a very clever way of trapping the carbon dioxide emitted from smokestacks mm. using. Waste plastic, so getting Ooh. rid of two environmental uh, problems in in one fell swoop, whatever a fell mm. swoop is. Ooh. So what they do is they they take the plastic waste, they grind it up into a powder, mm. and they mix it rather bizarrely with potassium acetate. Mm. Um, bake at six hundred degrees centimeters for forty five minutes. Six hundred centimeters wow. centigrade, possibly. Did I say centimeter? I mean centigrade. <laughs> yes. Uh, for forty five minutes, bug it in the oven. And um, and then it, uh, you end up with sorbent particles filled with nanoscale pores, as of course we would have guessed. Well, it doesn't happen when I try it. Yeah, okay. And uh, that traps the CO two. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a good idea? So I think that's a oh, very very good thing altogether. And this is a uh, coming to you soon, coming to your chimney stack soon, or this is uh, another one of those 
maybe. This ones. is another one of those maybes. Oh, okay, right. I mean, they'll be doing the experimentation. It'll take a while before they actually manage to make it work. But what a good idea. Yes. So the next item on the mm. agenda um, is infused with smellovision. I should have Ooh. done this on April the first, of course, but smellovision. So can I take can I take an aside? Seeing that smellovision was actually something that happened when cinemas were trying desperately to stop people staying at home and watching television, they went in for lots of things, wider screens, all manner of things. But smellovision was one in which you could actually you were given a card. I think you had to scratch. Um, uh, bits of the card to get smells in. And oh. there was a film called Scent of Mystery, uh, oh. which was uh, a, a sort of crime drama, a sort of whodunit thing, um, with these these wonderful cards, with smell-o-vision. And uh, the comic Kenny Youngman said, I didn't understand it. I had a cold. <laughs> well, pre-dating the mm-hmm. scent of victory, or yes. scent of mystery, whatever you called it, yes. scent uh, of mystery. was the sense of smell, which was a painting done in 1618 with allegorical figures by Rubens. and what, smell-o-vision? Loads... No, it's a painting. <laughs> oh. oh, right. And the uh, loads of flora and fauna, animals and flowers to you and me, by Bruegel the Elder. And <laughs> it's in the Prado Gallery in Madrid. And they have now uh, added to the gallery um, lots of smells. Uh, you can choose from jasmine, rose, daffodil, that kind of thing. There are also animals in the picture. They don't give you the smell of guinea pigs or peacocks, but they do give you the smell of a civet, which is down in the bottom left-hand corner, uh, which is very pungent. Yes, uh, I was about to say, it seems rather unpleasant. And you choose which smell you want to experience. Is it, yes. Does that actually enhance the appreciation of art, do you feel? Almost certainly not. It's a kind of scratch and sniff thing. I suppose yes. it's fully discouraged from scratching the painting, to be honest. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I can see that. Would, yes, after a while, that would, there would not much of it left. But if I were in Madrid, I would certainly go along and, and take a look, assuming I didn't have a cold, and report back. Oh, how extraordinary. So, yes. uh, let's have one of these. <laughs> So talking of scratch and sniff, Hmm. um, how about the scratching? Allergies. 15% of people are allergic to cats, apparently. Are they? Yes. Um, And what they're allergic to is the FEL-D1 protein, Hmm. which I hadn't heard of before, but that apparently is the thing that uh, that bothers people most. And uh, some years ago, uh, an American company called Alica uh, bred hypoallergenic cats for people uh, who are allergic to cats mm-hmm. uh, with a particularly low level of this protein. Uh, they, they closed down in 2015 after an uh, investigation which showed they were just buying cats from cat shelters and flogging them on the next day at a great deal. <laughs> Sorry, shouldn't laugh. But okay. now there is a company who are not doing that. They're called InBio. And they reckon that they can edit the genes of cats to be able to remove this. I'm sorry. I know that cats don't wear genes, except in very silly Victorian pictures. You could be right. I wonder if they've realised. We should tell them. Yeah. Before they waste any more more (laughs) millions of dollars on their research. Absolutely. Right. Sorry. Go on. Being That's right. So there we go. So we could be getting hypoallergenic cats in the not-too-distant future, if you don't mind your cats having their genes edited. You see, once you start tinkering about with editing genes, I think you get to very dodgy ground, don't you? Well, yes, especially as we, we've heard in, in recent episodes, you 
the people are sort of making things luminescent at night. And yes. soon you'll have cats, not only that you're not allergic to, but you don't trip over at night because they glow in the dark. Oh, well, that's a good idea. Glow in the dark cats. Yes. Yes. We have a black cat who always lies on the stairs at night. And well, it's there very you difficult are. to avoid treading on it. I mean, you yeah. just no sooner as you get rid of all the Lego on the stairs and you've got a black cat. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So talking of cats. Right. What happens? You have a favourite pet and it... it we don't say dies anymore, do we? Passes, I think, is what they say these days. We they pass. I think the Americans. Well, given the cats quite often pass rather unpleasant odors, I'd go along with dies, okay. frankly. Let's go along with dies. Uh, so, what do you do when your love, your beloved pet dies? You could go to Viagen Pets and Equine. Viagen Pets and Equine, based in Texas, mm. and they can clone you a new pet from the corpse of your old one. Wow. Wow, indeed. And how wow, indeed. alike do we think a cloned cat is going to be? Well, of course, it'll look just like the, uh, the, the yes. dead one. But, of course, the, the, the personality of animals, as indeed the personality of people, comes um, as much from upbringing as from, yes. from birth. You know, as so what, what's next, then? It's cloning Grandad when he's passed. Passed? Well, God, no. That would be terrifying, wouldn't it? So $30,000 for a cat, $50,000 for a horse, or for, for a dog, and $85,000 for a horse. Barbara Streisand apparently has two cloned puppies. Well, well there we go. She's probably got a bit more money puppy. than sense. She probably has. Not anymore. <laughs> Not now. <largely. laughs> well, I think even Barbara Streisand can probably throw $85,000 around quite liberally. She um, probably could. What but a, yes, if you could do with thought. animals, presumably you're going to be able to do with people as well. It's a slippery yes. slope. It is a slippery slope, yeah. and it's one that we don't want to start. Um, well, you think not standing on the precipice of? Absolutely not. Yes, no. Yes. Could be littered with with black cats hiding. Exactly. <laughs> black <laughs> cone clats, clats yeah. that aren't glowing in the dark. Uh, well, okay. Time to move on to something else then. Yes, indeed. let's see. I'm looking forward to hearing the segue for this one. I haven't got one. Oh, how could you have a segue from cloned cats? <laughs> well, that's why I was looking forward to it. Yeah, but in that indeed. case, what what now? Uh, let's go for our app of the week. Oh, in that case, you didn't give me much notice there. Here we go. Oh, that's the wrong one. Sorry, app of the week is this. Yeah, nobody would have known the difference. What I was going to say, astute listeners would have known the difference, but um, there yes. probably aren't very many of those. Right. So there are lots of social media apps, you know, mm. Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all those. Um, and, of course, uh, they are full of influencers who go to great lengths to make themselves look perfect mm. in all of their social media posts. The yes. problem being, of course, that because they look so perfect, it makes the rest of us look, frankly, a little bit seedy. Well, <laughs> not anymore. Be Real is the latest social media app. Mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't allow any Photoshop edited images. It's, and the, it so tell? the way it works is you tell it who your friends are and it, and it links you up with your friends. And uh, once a day, it prompts you to send two photos of what you're doing at that exact moment. So you might be having a cup of coffee, you might be cleaning your teeth, or you might be, I don't know... You uh, might be addressing the House of Commons. That's going to be a bit might, worrying. You might be addressing the House of Commons. You might be defleeing your, your black cat lying on the yes. stairs. 
Um, and so the, all the, all your friends post the things at the same time, and therefore it is you know much more immediate and and unedited. It is the most downloaded social media app in the UK at the moment. Wow. Popular really? I was just about to say who's going to be interested in that, but clearly lots of people are. Lots of people are, because I think there's a strong backlash against the sort of deeply sanitized and deeply enhanced images hmm. that we see on most social media posts. It was started by two French entrepreneurs back in 2020, and it seems to really have taken off. Uh, it's called Be Real. It's available in the, uh, the App Store. And um, take a look if that's the kind of thing that floats your boat. <laughs> I, I will. Boat? I will. Let us pause for a moment. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. You're listening to Gadget and Gizmos, where Steve Kaplan's regaling us with the latest things. So we just had an app of the week. Um, you probably aren't interested in this, but I've been doing a lot of walking out in the spring um, sunshine and hearing lots of bird song. And I'm desperate to try and find a decent bird identification app, but that's probably not something you know much about, is it? Mm. You identify birds? Because I I've read birds. about ones where you can just basically a bit like Soundhound or um, hmm. Shazam for birdsong. But the problem is when you do hear birdsong, it's very rare that you hear one bird on its own. You hear lots yeah. of different things. So I don't know how they work. Talking and I'm birds, reluctant you, to spend uh, a fiver without... Do uh, you know which owl goes to it to woo? I imagine none of them. Two owls. One goes to it and the other one goes to woo. Oh, that's very yes. interesting. It is interesting, isn't it? Yes. Anyway, moving on from birdsong to our you know second. which frog goes ribbit? Or not yes. ribbit, no. It's not it's quite a, that. It's... it's a frog that lives somewhere in the swamps of... Um, is it in California or... Um, I think so. No, no, but they... it, it, yes, the weird thing anyway, what I meant to say, is the frog that you hear almost invariably, maybe not so much these days, but in classic Hollywood movies, people could be in the middle of Africa, but yeah. the frog they were hearing was the one that somebody had recorded in California, yes. It's like the Wilhelm scream, isn't it? It's, yes. It's one of those it things that doesn't... Yes. Yes. We might have digressed. It happens very rarely for us. Let us get back to our second. This is a non-app yes. of the week. Okay. Um, it's called Speedcam Anywhere, okay. and it's a, it's a fairly new app, and it's for people who want to shop their neighbours, or in fact, people driving through their neighbourhoods. Oh, this is something interesting. see a car that you think is speeding, yes. then you film it, and the app measures the speed of the car. And the way it does that is it, first of all, reads the number plate. It then yeah. looks it up on the DVLA database to see how long the car is, or the distance mm -hmm. between the axles, and then it times how far it goes, bearing in mind the distance between the axles is, is a fixed value, and it compares that with the footage to calculate the speed of the car, and then it creates a report, which you can then submit to the police, if you like. Who will then ignore it completely? Who will then ignore it completely, exactly, you hope. Okay. Um, it costs well, it's quite interesting, because I mean, a lot of people... 
How much, sorry? £14.99 for uh, 1,000 captures in basic mode or uh, 100 captures in pro mode. I don't know quite. And quite the difference is there's been a huge backlash against it. And the developers of these this app, who are based in the UK, um, have, have had to be, become anonymous because people are sort of threatening to do all kinds of nasty things to them. Also, it seems like an extremely good idea. I mean, people on our street WhatsApp group are always grumbling about cars racing down our road, which should be 20 miles an hour, but quite often you see cars going considerably faster than that. Well, you can get the app from the speed cam anywhere. Uh, website. Yeah. Uh, it's not on the Google Play Store, uh, but you can sideload it from there. Um, it is not approved by Apple, so if you've got an iPhone, you can't get it. Uh, mm. But uh, it is out there, and people are disliking it in droves, or in drives, probably. Mm. Yes. Oh. Seems like a good idea to me, but okay. What do I know? What do you know? Very exactly? little. That's why you're <laughs> here, to tell me. Um, let's have one of these before we proceed. <laughs> Right. The National Records of Scotland are doing their 2022 census, and uh, there is a form that you have to fill in online mm. with a thousand pound fine if you fail to fill it in. But what if you're an elderly person, for example, or just mm. someone without online access? What do you do? Well, you could try calling their phone number. Uh, mm. But, of course, there's so many people calling their phone number who are terrified of this £1,000 fine that yes. you can't get through because the phone lines are constantly jammed. So yes. they're giving you alternative. You can request a paper version of the form through their website. Ah, but you have to go online to do <laughs> that. You have to go online I can to do see that. this, exactly. yes, this cunning plan. But this is, OK, this is just an extreme example, but I do find... You know, many things seem to uh, discriminate against those people who cannot easily get online. Yes. And it's still a significant portion. It's not just the elderly, but there are many people who have health problems of various sorts who find it find it difficult. Well, never mind their health problems. They find it very difficult to listen to share radio. In what way? If they can't get online. Oh, yes, of course. Yes, well, yes, yes. So that's even more serious. But, yeah, we aren't going to find them £1,000 if they don't. No. We are not as a, as a business plan. It's clever, but possibly <laughs> fatal. Fatal, <laughs> fatal. Or indeed fatal. So, so, um, what's going to happen on. then? We don't know. Right, but don't presumably, know presumably, the phone is phone lines are going to be jammed for the rest of twenty twenty two. So, I imagine they are. Yes. Well, it's a form of um, tax raising. That's quite good. Most people in Scotland, well, I suppose a significant proportion probably can fill it online. But you know, a significant portion of people paying a thousand pounds, the Scottish yes. government's going to be rolling in it. They could. They could indeed, if they can actually get the money out of them. Well, that's true. I mean, well, especially if they is, issue the fine online, they're going to have yes. trouble. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Send them an email. Yeah. Uh, let us move on to our crowdfunding time of the week, please. Oh, so I can have this then. Yes. Exactly. And we're going to start with the Metora Pro. M-E-T-A-U-R-A. Mm -hmm. The Metora Pro is a wearable air conditioner. We had one of these last week, didn't we? We had a wearable Dyson. We had a that was a Dyson that... combined headphones and face mask. It looks yes. I thought that blew air weird. around somewhere. Okay, so that blows it sort of into your mouth and those filtered yes. air. Okay, this you wear around your neck. It's a kind of collar, and it blows cold air up your neck. Um, it can lower the air temperature by up to eight degrees centigrade. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, that's quite a lot, really. It, it looks a bit like a, a surgical collar. If you wear one in public, people think you've got something wrong with you and probably stand up and give you their, their seat on buses. Mm-hmm. And it can also warm you up in winter. It is $159 on Kickstarter, or £123, more or less. Mm-hmm. I would also point out that if you're not too bothered about having the air cooled, you can get a, a wearable neck fan for £8.99 on Amazon. So you might that is cheaper. One of those first. It I mean, is, I'm a ma- I don't have to be a mathematical genius to know that. I did, in fact, try one of those because a friend had one when I was on a holiday last year. And it's just, it's a, it's a fan that hangs around your neck and it has yes. two, two little little blades and they spin and they blow cool air in your face. Mm. It's remarkably effective. Really is surprisingly it? effective, yes. Oh, interesting. What, 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 the same as actually holding a, one of those handheld fans, presumably, isn't it? Or, yeah. Um... Just you don't it have to is, hold it. You so you can have, have a drink it. and a sandwich at the same time as being cooler. That's cool. Exactly. As long as you don't Talking mind compar- your Comparative up. prices. Somebody was um, telling me that they, they reckon using an electric kettle in these days of cost of living crisis, so much more expensive than using one of those old hob kettles. And they claimed that as they had um, solar panels, they didn't need to use their gas um, heating at all during the summer. They just heated their hot water with a solar mm-hmm. panel. Well, I don't have those, but I thought it would be interesting to see whether an electric kettle and a gas kettle, uh, what the difference is, and blow me down. I mean, it's not very scientific, and it took a long time to work out because your energy companies don't like to tell you exactly how they work out. They don't, uh, do they? No, but I have managed to work it out. It's 25 times cheaper to use a kettle on the gas hob than it is to use an electric kettle. I can oh. get something like 750 boils for a pound from the gas kettle and only about 20 or so from the electric one. So I have changed. Oh, and not only that, but how's this for a gadget? It whistles when it's ready. Ah, uh, excellent. And does I really love a it. Tune, or does so, it go woo? No, it just go, no, that is actually what would be nice if it whistled a merry tune. That'd be nice yeah. if you have a selection of tunes. That'd be on crowdfunding, some sure crowdfunding would, website yeah. before long. But no, it's it's absolutely wonderful. Nicely old-fashioned. And as yeah. I've started using loose tea since the first lockdown, it's a, it's all coming together. You've been and pretty soon I'll tea. be having a bath in a in, you know in, in front of the fire. <laughs> Yeah, it's extraordinary. The longer this program goes on, the more retro you become. Well, that's possibly true. Went to a fantastic retro museum in Budapest, um, which I must say really took me back. Um, so, uh, where now? Well, we uh, while we're still on the crowdfunding uh, mm. area, um, I have a crowdfunding success to report. Ooh. Back in September last year, mm. we talked on this show about the Arclight bike pedals. Yes. And the arc-like bike pedals, are the replacement pedals for your bicycle, and they have built-in lights front and back. Oh, I remember that. And they flash white at the front Mm. and red at the back. Mm. Um, I I bought some of these because I thought it was a very good idea, and they have arrived, and they work perfectly. They are oh, really ingenious. You can you slide them out of the of the pedal to put them in their charger. A very neat little charger with mm. four sockets, one for each of the lights. Mm. So you don't have to have wires trailing towards your pedals. Um, and as I say, they're white on the front and red at the back. Not only do they start flashing automatically once they detect motion in the bike. Yes. You don't have to turn them on. You just get on and start pedalling, and then they go. But they also know which way up they are, so it's always white at the front. Oh, because right that was going to be my first question. Mm. Right, okay. Um, oh. And they work brilliantly. They they give you, they say, up to 36 hours 
between charges. Well, 36 hours, quite a lot well, of biking, really. Most nights don't last for 36 hours. No, indeed, they don't. And um, what's really good about them is not only do they flash, but of course, as you're pedaling, they move up and down. So they're very, very visible to, to drivers behind you because they've got the flashing and the up and down motion. So, they're, they're, so you're sure going out and cycling a lot at night now just to show these off just to show these off exactly they are, um, so you've got to take your existing right? pedals off presumably in order is that complicated yes. surprisingly not okay i thought it'd be more complicated than it is you just need a, a spanner uh, bearing in mind that one pedal you undo uh, the normal way and one you undo the uh, yes. other way yes because of the yes because of the peddling action yes. um and they are now available from arclight.backerkit.com mm -hmm. for 109 dollars it's about 80 pounds and i think they are a major contribution to road safety as excellent not Robert staggeringly Martin. not staggeringly cheap but uh, will they get cheaper do you think Depends they may well. They'll, they'll, I'm maybe. sure there'll be some Chinese knockoff of them on on Banggood or thereabouts before yes. very long. But uh, until then, they, they they work so well and they are beautifully designed. Just and that's arc lighter with a C, isn't it, rather than a K? Because they not, don't last forty days and forty nights. This is not the Noah version. No, no, is, right? no. <laughs> okay. Steve, thank you very much indeed. So uh, that is it for this edition of Gadget and Gizmo. We'll be back with more at the same time next week. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.